Welcome back to another episode of the Gridiron Summit Podcast. My name is Bryce, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Jacob. Today, we'll be taking on the AFC Divisional Rankings, starting with the AFC North. And like we said on the last podcast, one of us will start the pot of who we think will finish first, and then following that, the next person will have the remaining three teams to pick who they think will finish second, and so on. It's as if Bryce and I combined our rankings and made them one full ranking. Yep. So like Bryce said, we're going to start with the AFC North. Bryce, go ahead and tell me who you have winning that division. So I think the Ravens. Elite defense. I mean, this could be a historic-looking defense, the kind of defense you win a Super Bowl on. Now, can that offense be explosive enough, be consistent enough to take them there? Now, if it is that historic kind of defense, it doesn't have to be a whole lot. But... The receiving core is, is I mean, when you're led by Rashad Bateman, which I like, but your number two is um, James Prochet. J- James Prochet, yeah. He is nothing to write home about. So um, it, that receiving core will be the big question. But again, that defense could be pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. And, and while we're bringing up James Prochet, I think you're going to see him actually have kind of a next step up year. So if we want to talk fantasy football, he'd be someone I would consider adding out there if you're looking to add yeah. a, a sleep receiver. That being said, I'm with Bryce. I have Baltimore first. I just think mm. they were plagued by injuries last year. And Bryce, you know, had, they could have a historic defense with all of them healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and drafting day one contributors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting a guy like Travis Jones, who is going to plug in the middle yeah. on the defensive line right off. Kyle the, Hamilton. Yep, Kyle Hamilton. They really and are set up. Tyler Linderbaum, plug in and play. Absolutely, you really to me, Baltimore is definitely in the talk for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. A lot will come down to Lamar Jackson. I know he gets unfairly criticized for the passing game. It's just not their priority. So I think I, I think he is a really good passer. He they is just a don't, good passer. They don't emphasize it, right? And he just has limited opportunities compared to say Matt Stafford. Yeah, um, I think they are fully equipped to make a deep run. The only thing I would say, I'd like to see a little more depth at running back. That being said, they have a history of making just about anybody work. At yep, back. yep, they do. So number two, I've got your defending AFC champions, Cincinnati Bengals. Man, that was a great ride last year. It was fun to see the underdog make that run. However, I play the odds here. I don't think they're going to have the season they did last year. Yeah. Just because that's often how it goes, yeah. it might be a little bit of a not a, it might be a little bit of a kind of reset in a light in a very light turn there, but they got better. Their offensive line got better. They continue to add pieces around on defense as well. I do think a big contingent will be can they figure out their situation with Jesse Bates? Bates yeah. yeah, he is a huge part of that defense. Yeah. That being said, it's easy for me. I have them number two. You have three, Bryce. Yep. I, I agree with Bengals at two. Number three, I mean, if we're doing Steelers-Browns here, that whole Watson situation with the Browns, I think it's going to be a gigantic distraction there in Cleveland. So I'm going three Steelers. Such a stable organization, year in, year out. I can't think of another another organization, organization as stable as the Steelers. Mike, What Mike Tomlin does with – with his teams, they're not always the most on talented teams on paper, but they always squeak out 
as as much as many wins as they can out of that out of that uh, roster. Yep. And they they don't have bad years. I no, mean, I think no, said, that's what I mean. Since yep. Mike Tomlin's been there, they haven't had a losing record. Yeah, it won't happen this year. No, I agree. And they have a lot of weapons. Yep. Like like you said, I mean, Pickett or Trubisky, it might not totally matter. I think you could see Trubisky have kind of a rejuvenation year just because of all the weapons he's going to have that he never had in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, Pickens, Calvin Austin, Claypool, Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. Thompson's back. They're loaded. Yeah. Najee Harris. So talk about a favorable position for Pickett to be going into. Yeah, and, and that in that defense, I it always yeah is no competitive and in, in league defense. I'm with you. I think Steelers are definitely at number three, and to round out, Cleveland four. Yeah. Whether if it's eleven games that he gets suspended as a that it was breaking news yeah. today, he's not going to play for a series of time, and I don't have enough faith in Jacoby Brissett to kind of keep them above five hundred at least. And if they go out and get say, let's just hypothetical here that they were to go get Jimmy Garoppolo, it doesn't matter to me. No, I, I don't. just I, I think agree. there's just so such a dark cloud over that team that has a lot of good pieces. Yeah, they really have worked hard to build that roster up. It's just too much uncertainty to me. And and I I I think they're gonna start I think the big thing is they're gonna start so far behind. Yeah. That even if Watson were to come back and they go on a really great run, they're already maybe five games behind second place. Also I don't I I have um I'm putting in no guarantees that Deshaun Watson is even looks the same as he did before all this. Isn't playing seven hundred. It'll be seven hundred days of him not playing football. That is that is live action football, taking hits, the the speed of the game, getting the ball out quickly. Can he re- still read a defense the way he did? Can can he still react as fast as he did before? I I mean everyone. It seems like people are forgetting about forgetting this. He really might not be the same quarterback coming back. Yeah. And he just got a, a bag to, to go to Cleveland. Absolutely. It is a massive, massive gamble. Yeah. You, gigantic. I mean, not only the, the contract, the, the money that you're giving him, the amount of draft picks that they gave up to get him, to go from Baker to, to Deshaun, it really might not even be that big of a step up if Deshaun is not the same same guy. It, it, it could be. They're... they're their talent level and where they've peaked so far in their careers, obviously Deshaun's way better. Yeah. But that yeah. time off, right. like you said, it's, right. just, it's so much unknown. Right. I mean, if you're taking Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, obviously he's a lot better than – he's a big step up from Baker. But that time off really might change things. So Next we'll go to the AFC South. This is a team that I am very excited about. To, um, I, th- I think they're going to really be quite a Super Bowl contender. Yep. Indianapolis Colts, they – just got over that hump in that quarterback situation that they can hold on to for another two years, probably at least, in getting Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan can be a really great QB. Mm-hmm. He's proven that. He's been an MVP. He's led a team to a Super Bowl. And then they've had some just down years in Atlanta, and I don't know that I put all that blame on him. He is in the perfect situation now with Frank Wright in a really good offense with Flush with receivers and running backs and a great offensive line and unique tight ends and a good defense. And I I think that 
this team is just ready to take that next step, and I think they're really going to fight for a Super Bowl berth. I'm really excited about the Colts, and I'm not a Colts fan um, as far as my, my team fandom goes, but I will say I'm really rooting for them. I'm really rooting for Frank Wright yep. and Chris Ballard and Jim Irsay because I really have a lot of respect for those three. I totally agree. They're doing things the right way there in Indianapolis. And going back on Matt Ryan, or going back to Matt Ryan, he, more so than a lot of quarterbacks, is it seems like when he has a good offensive line, he has a really good season. I mean, it was pretty easy to predict when he was going to have a good season in, in Atlanta. When they had horrible offensive lines, he was not the greatest. When they had elite offensive lines, he was MVP. He, got, he was the MVP. So um, with them having that elite offensive line in Indy, Jonathan Taylor, those young receivers there, and that defense, it's hard not to see them as a Super Bowl contender. So going to number two in that division. And I think we're going to agree on this one, surprisingly. Surprisingly. Uh, so I, I think it's between Jacksonville and, and, and Tennessee, obviously. Uh, Texans probably aren't making a whole lot of noise in, in that division. But I'm going to go with Jacksonville. They are on the right track with um, Doug Peterson. Now, do they should have uh, fired uh, Balky. I mean, the, the clown meme or whatever, like, that's legit. Like, he should have probably been fired and cleaned house there when Urban Meyer was fired. But um, Doug Peterson should be taking uh, Trevor Lawrence to the next step. And the whole offense. The whole team, really. So, um, they should they shouldn't be the laughing stock of the league next year. Getting Doug Peterson was a home run and just a sense of stability. Yep. Not only can he win you a Super Bowl, he'll just, even in the worst case scenario this year, they're going to just be better because he's just going to get them off that ground floor. Yep. And he'll be the best thing for Trevor Lawrence's career. I think those two are going to be a really great tandem for a very long time. He, he was a home run hire there in Jacksonville. Absolutely. And if I'm the Bears, and like I mentioned on our last pod, <clears throat> if I'm Bears fans, I'm really bummed out that he's not our head coach. Yeah. And I think the other thing for me was almost a little bit of playing kind of who do I – process of elimination here for number two between Jacksonville and Tennessee – and as I'll allude here, I have Tennessee three. Yeah. I just feel Tennessee lost some key components that I think are going to hurt. For example, AJ Brown. That was so much of their offense. Yeah. So much of it, and everyone is putting. It seems like media putting a lot of faith and pressure on a rookie receiver who might have a good career, great career, but it's just a lot to ask of Traylon Burks. Yeah. And Robert Woods is coming off an ACL tear. And you I cannot alluded, run, right. just and, run and, to the playoffs. And I like alluded that. this on a running back rankings pod. At what point does Derrick Henry start to not be the Derrick Henry he's been the last, say, three years? I don't I hope it's not this year, but... But with these defenses, knowing that they don't have a passing game... Oh, stack how, the box. Stack the box. Exactly. Even more so than they have and, and the even, Yeah, and, and King Henry can get through a stack box yeah, half the time. True, but, right. Absolutely. But there's... I mean, if they're putting everybody in the box, they're, they're, yeah, I, think I don't care who we see are. Teams really dare Ryan Tannehill to be on this year. Oh yes, for sure. And and, and it, that's not necessarily a knock on Ryan Tannehill. I think he's proven he could be a really good QB, and I think he got obviously he did not have his best performance in that playoff game last year. But I just think because Jacksonville added Doug Peterson, I think that takes him up a step. And while they have a lot of growth and culture growth. I think they have 
a lot of talent where they might be able to surprise some teams in that division and pluck off a couple wins. And maybe to them it just comes down to splitting with these teams. Yep. And that might just get, be enough to get them in second place. Yep. Yep. And then obviously we have Tennessee three. Yep. And and with Tennessee, I mean, so they drafted Millie Willis, third round pick, right? It's not a first round pick, but you've if you're Ryan Hannell, you've got to hear the the knocking on behind you. Like, are are they looking to replace him? I think so. Does that make him take the step a step forward or take a step back? It seems to go one way or the other. Based on some of his offseason comments, it definitely felt like he got to step. I, and yep. I don't blame him. Yep. But it yep. definitely felt like it did. And I think some one positive about Tennessee though is their defense is going to be really good this year. Yeah. It's yep. d- it's deeper than it's been in years past. It, that will keep them in games. It honestly could be the reason they probably fight for the top of the division. Yeah. We, we might be totally wrong on that. Could be, yeah. Well, I think we know who number four is and arguably could finish dead last in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think it would be them, the Bears, um, who else? The the uh, the Falcons. I mean, one of those, they're going to be down there with them. So it's going to be the Texans, bottom of the division. I'd be shocked if they, if they were even third in this division. They just, again, an, another team that just doesn't have a direction. It seems like they're just going – Day to day, not they don't have like a long term plan of what they're what they're trying to do with that team. When you hire Lovey Smith and you only sign him to a one year deal, it's felt like it was an afterthought. You it's, know, it's it's really unprecedented. And, yeah, and, and it's kudos to Lovey for taking the chance on himself. But I don't, I don't know that a lot of coach, coaches would have taken that right. offer. Well, I think he probably saw that this he was never going to know. It, it like might that. be his last shot. And yeah. I actually, I'm really rooting for him. I hope he proves, it kind of feels like I, he, he can prove them wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah, the people who hired weird. him. Yeah, he, it's yeah. very weird. Um, they've kind of had dysfunction for years. You can read up on Jack Easterby and his involvement <laughs> there. Um, the team chaplain. Sure, yeah, you, you can read up on that on your own time and just see how interesting this team's been built mm-hmm. um, and the different voices that make some decisions there. They're just coming so far from behind. It's as simple as that. They have so many holes on that roster. They get, they get a lot of picks from that Deshaun Watson trade, but it's a, one thing to get the picks and another thing to execute the picks, and I don't know that I have faith right. in them being able to execute them. And, and Lovey Smith will do, I think he'll do a good job of instilling some good accountability and culture there just from his prior experience. But it's so, it's hard to install that culture when right. everyone on that team knows they're not going anywhere. And they continue to lose. Yes. That's yep. hard too. It, it's too bad because it, it, it's funny. I In this past summer, I really went through and did more of a deep dive on Davis Mills. There's a lot of talent there and a lot of potential there. There is. There is a potential NFL starter there. I agree. We might not find out. They yes. might plague his career enough. Yeah. I hope he balls out so he can get a career that he deserves because I do think there's actually a really good QB in there. But if it doesn't work in the Texans, it's probably not working somewhere else. Like teams he aren't probably done. won't get a shot somewhere teams else. Teams won't get at least as a starter. Yep. We'll move on. To the AFC East, we have Bryce. <coughs> go ahead and start this one. The easy one. We're going with the Bills. I don't know that we really even need to say much here. It would be a shock to if they were not first. I mean, they're just keep on building on what they on what they did last year, going to the the AFC Championship game and that battle with the Chiefs. 
Um, just uh, just a team that is building. It, they, it, they weren't the AFC Championship game, right? It was the never mind, but you know what I mean. Yeah, AFC semifinal. Semifinal. Yeah, yeah. Such a complete team. I mean, they have it all. I mean, and and they drafted. They, they could have done very little this offseason and still probably have one of their teams. And said they add James Cook and then they add Von Miller. They're, it Kyrie sounds Elam. like Ed Oliver ta- has taken a step this offseason. They're ready to go. Yep, Kyrie Elam. They they're ready to go. It's going to be really exciting to watch the Bills. Obviously, along with as we mentioned, like the Colts and the Ravens, they are a legit Super Bowl contender. Yep. Yep. We'll move Definitely. on. I think that's a pretty easy one. Yeah. I don't think we're going to shock anyone with that. No. I think this next, these next two, really three, it was kind of tough. I struggled with this. These these next two. I did too, and I went with my gut, and I kind of went with what I know, and I know that despite the flash and the excitement around Miami, it's still Miami. And I also know that despite the questions about who's going to call the plays and, no, again, people are still reeling about no Tom Brady, it's still Bill Belichick. And he's still the greatest coach in NFL history. I think it's going to be neck and neck. I think it's going to be really close. And I think the Jets are also going to make a play in there a little bit. I'm going on New England number two. Bill Belichick won 10 games last year with Mac Jones, a rookie QB. That's not easy to do. It's right. understated and it's undervalued. I am nervous about who's going to call the play. That that offense has big it, questions. It makes that, me very nervous. So many questions that I think it could ruin Mac Jones. It e- could. Even as, could. as much of a – It could be uh, a – As good of a season as he had last year, I don't see how he steps, takes a step forward with what they have on that offensive coaching staff. It could be a major sophomore slump. Yep. However, they did add a couple pieces that I think I'm just, I guess I'm going in a little blind here and I'm just maybe naive, but I'm confident Bill Belichick can make this work. And I think there is a plan there, but in classic fashion, no one else knows about it. (laughs) And that's why the media is freaking out about it because they're not being told what's happening. That being said, you added some other, I think you're going to see Ramondre Stevenson have a really good year. Getting Pierre Strong out of South Dakota State's really exciting. Devontae Parker's a good receiver to add. And I know I got a lot of hate, but Cole Strange in the first round. <laughs> it might have been a reach, but I don't think it would have been surprising had he not gone there and then he'd gone in the first 10 picks in the second round. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people can freak out about that all they want, but what's really the difference between them taking him at a whatever pick? I think it's 30. 30 rather than, let's say, 40. Yeah. They got who they got and they got who they wanted. Yep. Their defense is going to be really good. I just can't get to a point where I can quite trust Miami yet. I do think they hired a very innovative and young head coach that could really work out. But get me to year two before I take that next step. So, very valid points. I'm going with the Dolphins getting third in this division. Now, like you hinted or you mentioned, Mike McDaniel was an, a really good hire. I, I'm a huge fan of Mike McDaniel, um, but top-down management. How, how you know how, is Stephen Ross get involved too much? Uh, is uh, what's the the GM? What's his name? Chris Ross. Chris, uh, Chris Greer. Greer. Yes, Gr- Chris Greer. Chris Greer. Um, does he get too involved? Like 
to me, the upper management, there's big questions there. And it has nothing to do with Mike McDaniel as the head coach. So I think that that roster is pretty good. Much improved. Much improved, yep. And if, if Mike McDaniel can get Tua to get something out of that offense, I mean, with those weapons, Jalen Waddle, uh, Tyreek Hill, I think Mike McDaniel could have a lot of fun with that offense. Maybe it would be one of the most explosive offenses in, offenses in the NFL, um, despite Tua. But, I mean, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, it definitely feels like there's a cap or like a roof on what Mike McDaniel can do with that front office and owner. Yep, I agree. It's too bad that that's the job he ended up with yep. for us viewers. And I think you made a great point about an exciting offense and a prolific offense. I I think that's what the expectation is going to be. Yep. And I think all the tools are going to be there. I don't know that Tua can take it there. Yep. I also, Although, they when Mike McDaniel was the offensive coordinator in San Francisco. Yes, it was Kyle Shanahan's offense. It was Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. Is, I mean, yeah. two, Jimmy one. Garoppolo is not a uh, throw it down, launch it down the field no. kind of quarterback. I guess I have a little more faith, though, in Jimmy Garoppolo to yep. make some big-time throws than I do too well. I agree. But I that's agree. fair. That's a great point. And all the weapons are there. I mean, yep. and it's, a st- it's a really good roster. Yep. So that's who you have three. Yep. Out of curiosity before I say my four being the Jets, who – did you have four? So I had uh, I had Pat at four actually. All right, all right. Well, I have the Jets at four. A lot of excitement for the Jets. They might have had probably one of the more documented documented um, drafts as far as excitement goes. I just it, it, I, I need another year. Mm-hmm. You've added the pieces, but and a lot of it through the draft. But rookies don't usually translate to starters that make you a playoff team right off the bat. Right. Needs, it needs a little more time to me. I'm a little nervous about Zach Wilson's knee injury. Me too. Sounds like he's going to miss time. Me too. That's a roster to me that cannot be a playoff contender if Joe Flacco or Mike White is the quarterback for the first four weeks. Right. They need to get off to a hot start. And yes, with, they do. with Zach Wilson being out, it's going to be hard for him to step in in week three, four. Uh, and, and, and just he needs take reps. Off. Yes. Yep. yep. He, he needs as much time out there. You, you know, and they, I both agree that Zach Wilson is going to be a great QB. Yep. But he's got to get out there, yep. and it's got to be healthy, and just be. be he's got to get out there with confidence in not only himself and his body. Yeah, and a lingering knee issue could really shut that down a little bit this year. If if they if they struggle this year, could Robert Sala be on the hot seat? Do you think it's that? I think, it, I think in New York, anybody's on the hot seat. Yeah, quickly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the Jets will have a much improved year. I do. Um, even if, let's say, Wilson is out an extended period of time, I think you're going to see a roster that has some, a lot of promise. To me, though, I think they're going to finish at the bottom. I know there was some chatter that could the Jets be this year's Bengals or last year's Bengals. We're not there yet. No. no, We're not there no. yet. But I, there will be improvement from the Jets. Yep, I agree. So uh, rounding it out here with the, with the AFC West, this, this was the hardest division for me. I could have gone – my first place team be the fourth place. I, it could have gone any any which way. But um, so Jake, who do you have first in the AFC West? Yeah, this this one. It, I thought it was going to be tougher than it was, and, and I'll make this note: who I'm going to put one here. To me, however, will not go farther into the postseason. So I to. Right now, I have the Chiefs winning the division. 
It's still Andy Reid. It's still Patrick Mahomes. They added some really – they had a nice draft. Um, to me, one of the better drafts the Chiefs have had in a while. I'm oftentimes critical a little bit of their draft. Mm-hmm. But I think they had a really good draft. They added some guys who can really contribute McDuff- right away. McDuffie and, and McDuffie Karloftis. Exactly. I, I think they're going to have a good year, and I think that they'll be winning the division. Even with losing Tyreek Hill, it's a, it's an interesting crew of guys that they have. But I, I think it could actually all work together nicely. Mm-hmm. And again, not to diminish the role of wide receivers there, but we know a lot of that magic comes from Patrick Mahomes right. and Andy Reid. Yeah. And, and you still have guys like... Travis Kelsey. Yep. I think they're going to win the division. However, I don't know who Bryce is going to have next, but when we get to this team, I'll mention, I think they're going to go farther into the playoffs than the Chiefs. I I think the Chargers are going to win this division. That's who I have. I think the Chiefs will win it, but I think the Chargers are going to go further along the way. They they barely missed out on the playoffs last year. With Um, a lot of injuries. With a lot of injuries. This year, I think they're going to take a major step forward. Brandon Staley, year two, um, and uh, Justin Herbert obviously taking that step, but they bring back Mike Williams. It lo- was looking that like he was going to leave or leave there for a minute, but bringing him back is a big piece of that offense, um, and getting Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson added added to that defense. Now Khalil Mack injury prone, but if he's healthy, he's a, one of the better pass rushers to pair up with Joey Bosa. It'll be interesting. It makes you wonder if a new scenery for him. He'll be healthy and just kind of return to Pro Bowl form. Sometimes yeah. that's all it takes. Yeah. It's just a new spot and not a losing city, right. and a losing team, and an organization that is, to me, Super Bowl ready. Right. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the Chargers. I think they're going to make a playoff run. I really do. Yeah. However, it's that we've already said that about a couple teams in the AFC. Yeah. They could be the best team in the AFC and get knocked out in round two. Yeah, for sure. Um but I, I do think this is going to be a really great year for Brandon Staley and the Chargers. And, and touching on the Derwin James contract, that was a huge deal to give to a safety. Um, obviously, you can't deny the talent of Derwin James, but again, um, often, oftentimes the best ability is availability, and he is not on the field all that often. So to reset the market with a safety like that, now again, he's not the typical safety. He, he does more than the average safety, but... It's still a lot of money to pay to a safety, a guy who is the last stop to um, – basically, you're, you're preventing the big play with, with the safety there. It, that contract made me wince a little bit yep. just because of the injury history. It, it's just it's hard to pay a guy that much when he doesn't play a lot of the season. And, and it's a safety – the safety position is not a premium position. But where I'll give okay. them credit, if you're the Chargers and you know this is your year – True. Yep. And you're banking on him being healthy. Yep. Think this is the year he can be healthy. We're gonna get him paid, and he's gonna go out there and kill it for us. And and if it and if they do go to the AFC Championship game or go to the Super Bowl, it'll be all, it'll be, all worth be worth it. it. Yep. So absolutely, it's gonna be a great year for the Chargers. Who do you have at three? This was <laughs> tough. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's such a stacked division. Yeah. And I I really went back and forth between Denver and Oakland. They're not Oakland, Las Vegas. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I even wrote down Oakland. I have, apparently had not moved on from the relocation. It's hard. I, I, it's a coin toss to me, but I went with... Two new head coaches. Two new head coaches, but I went with Denver. 
I've heard a lot of people talk about Denver, about, oh, they had Russell Wilson, but they're not ready yet. I don't – why not? To me, I think the roster is – it's young, but not, like, to the point where it's asking, like, a rookie to be your best player. I think it's loaded with talent, loaded with youth. Russell Wilson, I think you're going to see outcome invigorated. This reminds me of when Tom Brady went to the Bucks. That Bucks team yeah. was loaded. Right. I don't I don't And they were everyone was saying, Are they ready? It's to, kinda to felt like out. people put a cap on Denver this year. Yep. Denver could easily win this division. They could. I could also see him get off to a slow start because of the and, unfamiliarity and, and, with and, Russell Wilson in this division is yep. gonna be hard to rebound from. Yeah, you're going from Drew Locke to Russell Wilson. Yes. Big, big, big difference. I think and I think Denver's team is stacked. I think it's very I think it's deep. Mm-hmm. They, they easily could be number one in the division. They could they could be last in the division. Yeah, yeah. sure. I could I could see it going either way. I, I went. I ultimately just went with Denver because a little bit of unfamiliarity with Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And granted, Denver has a new coach, but they do have the same GM. Mm-hmm. Whereas Oakland, or again, sorry, <laughs> Las Vegas imploded it. Yeah, with John Gruden scandal and they got rid of Mike Mayock, who hasn't really drafted very well. Yep. So they still have a little bit to me. The Raiders, um, kind of improving their like bedrock and their foundation, just because of a lot of whiffed draft picks. Whereas Denver's drafted very well for mm-hmm. the most part. Mm-hmm. I think Denver's deeper. If you just kind of look at, say, the Raiders' depth chart, it's thinner. Mm-hmm. You look at that that starter and maybe you know one rotational guy, but then it, it really thins out. It's not an overly deep roster, and I think that's because they just they've whiffed on a lot of players. And I, I just think Denver is deeper, so when those injuries hit and you get into that wear and tear and of winter and end of the season, I think Denver is going to be far more stable. And able to go into their bench more, right, and compete. Right. Whereas Denver might, at that point, have kind of burned themselves out a tad. And and the Raiders coming off that Las playoff. Vegas, I mean, sorry. And the Raiders coming off that playoff loss, and then the team loving Rich Basaccia, you know, and them firing him. Josh McDaniels coming in. Is there is the roster completely bought in on Josh McDaniels? Um, or are they still kind of wishing that uh, Rich Vashashia would, would have gotten that full-time job? Um, so going there to, to the fourth place, I'm going with the Raiders. Um, again, does Mc, how does Josh McDaniels do in his second stint as a head coach? The first stint, obviously, when Denver um, didn't go over the way he planned, but he was, the, at the time, the youngest head coach in the NFL. So was it a youth thing? Was he not a... a not the experience wasn't there, who knows? But now in Las Vegas, with a with a pretty talented roster, in a really stacked division, can what can he get out of his team? Yep, I I, I agree, and I think I do. In my personal opinion, I do think you're going to see a better version of Josh McDaniels. I, I think so too. But. I think he learned a lot in that time in Denver. Do I think he's a Super Bowl winning coach? We'll find out. Josh McDaniels is a great play caller. Yeah, he is. He has a great offense. I think I don't think that was the issue in Denver. I think the issue might have just been style. And I think you see this a lot with these New England coaches. They try to bring in that New England way, and it's not receptive 
well all right the time, especially when you lose. Right, right. Uh, I think you're seeing that with Joe Judge. Yeah, or saw that with Joe Judge, Matt Patricia. Yeah, the list goes on and on and on. Yep. A lot of those guys, I'll say, when you look at those New England uh, tree guys, not a lot of them got a second shot to the caliber that Josh McDaniels is getting. Mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels is not going and inheriting the Chicago Bears roster. Mm-hmm. He is inheriting a much better roster with, I don't get the hate on him, a great QB in Derek Carr. I completely agree. I don't get it. I, I, I don't know if it's his personality. It puts people off so they find it easier to attack him. But Derek Carr is a top 15 QB, maybe even higher. Yeah, I I easy to yeah, I might, yeah, I might be selling him way yeah. too low there. Yeah. You can win a Super Bowl with Derek Carr. For sure. No doubt about it. Well, one of the most underrated QBs in the league. So he's inheriting that, whereas Josh McDaniels inherited Kyle Orton and Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. And whether he – I don't know. If well, he drafted he, Tim He Tebow. did draft Tim Tebow. But I don't – even then, you'd rather have Derek Carr. Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah. this is – a really great second chance for a guy. Mm-hmm. So I do. I think you could really see him succeed there. And the GM, I believe it's pronounced Ziggler. Ziggler, yep. Is not like, he does not, he was not always in New England. No. He's not a full New England tree guy. So it's going to look different. I don't think it's going to be like a New England copycat like you might think in the, in the historically. Right. In, nor, in the typical New England tree guys, it's not going to look like that so well that concludes our afc rankings we will put our own individual rankings in the bio so you guys can read up on those and see how we stack out as the season goes thank you for listening to our nfc rankings and our afc rankings hopefully you learned a lot and got your excitement ready for the nfl nfl season that is very much coming up thanks for listening we'll talk to you next time